We're 900 years old. You reach. Look as good. You will not. Hmm. Welcome to DVR Podcast presents the fact, Daddy. Yeah. Anyway, how about that Game of Thrones, huh? Looks like a lot of crazy shit's gonna kick off with this show. So hopefully it'll be like super, super awesome. <coughs> anyway, so this is not gonna be one of my Westworld uh, podcasts because once I found out that Westworld wasn't gonna premiere for season three until April of next year, I figured I'd give me some time to like deep dive and break down the whole rest of. The episodes I left off at, which I left off, I believe, at 8. So I got to do 9 and 10 of Season 1. And then the rest of Season 2. So, anyway. I'm just going to talk about a couple of things. Random and miscellaneous. Firstly, I'm going to start off by talking about a comic book called Goddess Mode. Uh, It's incredible. The art's incredible. Intelligent. Well-written. Transitions between the panels. It's off the fucking charts. So... If you're looking for something interesting to read, uh, I would totally read it. Uh, I also would recommend, while on a topic, a comic book called Dr. Sleepless. Dr. Sleepless was really fucking crazy. And actually, there's another one. There's one called Clean Room. I know it's not currently running anymore, or I don't think so. And Unfollow. I believe the rights to Unfollow were bought so that they can make it a show. And Renato Jones. There's season one and two as far as I'm aware of. By a guy named Care Kyle Andrews. Fucking insane. Uh, super cool comic book story. Kind of rebellious. Topical. Intelligently written. Pretty cool drawing style. Just a great comic. So if you're interested in actually reading comics. Uh, before they become television properties um, those are some of my recommendations like unfollow is really good and clean room is really crazy and there's also a comic series called bitch planet which I really like and I recommend that too so moving along I saw the movie us I'm not gonna say whether I was really impressed or not I mean it was entertaining I would have probably liked to see it go in a different direction. Uh, My favorite part about that film is is the whole hands across America thing. I can't really discuss it too much because obviously there's like plot twist or whatever. But suffice it to say, the violence was well done. The acting was well done. (laughs) Done. My bad. Um, It was well done. The script was pretty good, but... I had a couple like questions and issues that I would guess within the time frame couldn't fully be addressed. Uh, I definitely think it, it's making some sort of statement about marketing and about what a sense of self is relative to what a sense of self could be. I mean, overall... It didn't really suit me as a viewer. So, I mean, it was cool and all, but I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be prone to recommending it. I say watch it, you know, at least once if you get a chance or an opportunity. 
again, I love Get Out way better. Obviously, he's not going to make the same movie every time, which is great. And this was definitely very different, which is also good. But <clears throat> I don't know. It's like listening to music. Not every Mogwai song is a song I enjoy, but I do like the band. That's my metaphor for this. Moving on. I loved Captain Marvel. I heard a ton of people tell me it was terrible. It was no good. I watched it for myself. I loved it. I had Samuel Jackson in his classic sidekick, kick-ass role. Obviously not dropping a lot of MF bombs, which is sad. I think they could have dropped a couple in there just for spiciness purposes. But whatever. Whatever. Um, the content was good. The transitions were good. <clears throat> I've always been a fan of that aspect of Marvel. The Skrulls and the Kree and Thanos and Galactus. Uh, Nova and the Silver Surfer. That whole aspect of Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy, obviously. That whole space odyssey aspect of Marvel, I think, is tremendous. And Captain Marvel, like, nailed it. Like, she was way cooler than I thought she'd be. She was way more badass than I thought she would be. And it was just super interesting. I like how it was shot. I love that fucking cat. <laughs> Even though it's obviously a space alien and not a cat. That cat is fucking awesome. So... There's disparate elements here and there that come together that I thought were really cool that I just enjoyed. I really think that Captain Marvel touched on a lot of stuff. It was interesting to see their take on the Kree <clears throat> and the Skrull beef. And they gave a real interesting twist with the Skrulls. I mean, overall, I think the execution was great. And I welcome Captain Marvel to the MCU of Marvel Cinematic Universe because I fucking enjoyed it and I literally watched it right after I saw Us so I was kind of on a downer on Us and Captain Marvel kind of lifted me up I'm not saying you know skip movies with content for popcorn movies but I'm saying there's also content in a popcorn movie depending on whose perspective we're discussing or sharing or whatever you want to call it in this instance, you're hearing the point of view of the Thack Daddy. And Thack Daddy loved Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was a lot of fun, great action, just good vibes all around. I mean, I, I can't really give a plot dissection. I mean, the synopsis is, you know, Captain Marvel's working with these elite Kree super soldiers, including, uh, I believe it was Korgoth, that the... The character who was in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie who worked under Ronan. Uh, you get to see Ronan. I mean, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. You get to see, you know, the strength of Captain Marvel, know where she gets her powers. And it's just cool. And the cat is off the fucking charts. That's all I got to say. I love that. What the cat brings to the movie. And last but not least, Shazam! Uh, I've been a fan of Shazam's for a while. I took it to a new level when I would use Shazam in that Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe game. I used to just wreck people with Shazam. But the movie actually, you know, it was really strong for a DC movie. 
I mean, I thought Aquaman was pretty strong for a DC movie, but I'm going to say Shazam was stronger. Uh, it was stronger because, you know, it got into a whole lot of, like, kind of grimy material, whether it's, you know, the foster home kids and the whole issue with parenting and young parenting and then the whole issue of what is a family and you know how we treat other people and how our reactions to being treated in some ways shape us and make us who we are and the impact of a change of just just treating another human being like another human being like treating them with respect kind of actually being able to listen to what someone else has to say even if you don't agree with it just the ability to be open at any given moment to different points of view and just even just having empathy and just understanding the suffering of others i think these are all really interesting and solid topics that are discussed in the film shazam and yet it's hilarious because obviously he's a young kid he gets these powers and he has to basically you know protect the people he cares about and defend you know the rest of us against an individual who had a different experience <clears throat> and based on that experience and the the rejection of that experience became who he became which was someone who just sought validation at the cost of life itself so it was a total shocker and i told people it was good a lot of people told me, you're bugging out. Why would you think Shazam could be good? Well, because, you know, I tend to be a little open until I actually see it for myself. Some things I just skip because of a mood. For example, didn't see the new Pet Cemetery. Can't tell you if it's good or bad. I do like horror films, but lately I haven't really been in a mood to watch, like, accidentally murdered children be resurrected from the dead and kill their family members. Just not my current state of mind or mood. Not something I really want to dump into my consciousness at the present moment. And, you know, clearly that's quasi-hypocritical because I love Game of Thrones. But uh, the tone, the mood, the execution, and the overall story don't speak to my spirit. So, currently not interested. Uh, may at some point watch it in the future. Highly doubt it. But, again, Shazam was great. I loved it. I enjoyed Captain Marvel greatly, and Us was alright. I mean, it just wasn't really my cup of tea. It was done well, shot well, great performances from the actors. Uh, there were some moments that were super intense. They had me on the edge of my seat a few times, and then, you know, it just kind of... I was kind of like, you know, whatever mood. It could have been my mood. Or, again, the style of the story just didn't mesh with me personally so you know you could definitely check the film out at least once if it's not your cup of tea that's cool uh, it wasn't really mine did love get out though and you know i definitely recommend seeing it at least once i might have to see it again who knows maybe in like five months i'll think it's the shit but currently just not feeling it so obviously geared up to see avengers endgame uh I don't know how geared up I am. Uh, I'm more interested in what I saw in the One Punch Man new season. So far, I think the new season's great. 
I really like the sense of humor, the tongue-in-cheek attitude, and yet the awesome animation and, and drawing. Like, that first episode and that first real fight scene with Genos, those those drawings, that action, is fucking incredible, man. Like, if you really, if you watch anime or if you've heard of One Punch Man, don't let the internet hype fool you. I heard a lot of all oh, the art sucks. It's going to be corny. It's fucking awesome. Don't believe the hype. Watch it for yourself. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. So, not too metaphysical of me, I know, but it's not really, you know, a lot of stories lately I feel the metaphysical undertones are really just about learning to love and accept yourself for who you are regardless of your mistakes, being open to accepting and caring about others, and pretty much just trying to be decent to each other, like not to be all Bill and Ted, well, let's be decent to each other but seriously we might want to consider being decent to each other Uh, that's how i feel a lot of stories are are aimed and you know the fact that they can integrate humor is big because i feel like humor is big it's just vital to life itself like sometimes you just gotta laugh because you go through so much shit and you just gotta like love yourself just a little more you know like, none of us is perfect. We all fuck up here and there. We all do dumb things. But you have to try to acknowledge and love those that you can acknowledge and love. And you have to accept a lot of things that on the surface are definitively unacceptable. But that's that's the metaphysical sense I'm getting from a lot of stories anyway. You know, because people make power plays and they want to try to control and shape reality in the way that they want it and ultimately it doesn't always work out like that Uh, another storyline that might be old but it's fascinating to me is this injustice 2 storyline i swear if dc ever could get it together like marvel did to the point where they got to make infinity war and endgame because you know they had that years of world building The Injustice storyline with the whole Joker and the Superman, like Superman is a kind of totalitarian superhero. I mean, (laughs) it's kind of really good story, actually. And I mean, it's in a video game, but it's amazing. Like if that was live action, that'd be super serious because, you know, the whole thing about the Joker, you know, and Lois Lane and driving superman to insanity and all this stuff i mean you can find out about it yourself it's dope and the cinematics for it are dope and i think the mortal kombat people were behind the making of the fighting game injustice 2 uh and injustice 1 injustice 2 is dope though and segueing into the last thing i'm going to talk about oh and by the way i'm just throwing it out there i know it's corny and some people probably like why would you endorse this i do like uh, the music of Billie Eilish I, I like that sound I mean it does kind of trickle a little bit out of the Lord realm like the Pure Heroin album but it, she has her own unique twist and her delivery is incredible so if she manages to stay healthy stay away from drugs and you know maintain and sustain her creativity I definitely look forward to what she might be doing in the near future. Also, I'm a fan of this young lady named Soak. 
That's what the name she goes by. She has a new album. Uh, it's either dropping or it already dropped. Uh, I definitely endorse her. Saw her in New York. In this really tiny place. I think it's Le Poison Rouge. A couple of years back. She was phenomenal because it was a really small place. The acoustics were real sensitive and she she delivered. There was nothing wrong with her performance whatsoever. She was phenomenal. And she's pretty young. Uh, her voice is really unique but strong. Uh, strong like some of the other singers I would have to compare her to like a Dolores O'Rourdon or... Uh, Sinead O'Connor, but the voice is very strong, performance is very good. So, going back to my last segue, the last segue is Mortal Kombat 11. Now, this is a Thack Daddy experience, so I gotta lay it down. I played the beta for Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal Kombat 11 is fucking dope. I mean, that's really... <laughs> I know that's a very basic and simplistic view. I could discuss the fact that the game mechanics are phenomenal. Uh, they've actually evolved the fighting engine to where it's just so fluid and so smooth, but it still re retains that kind of foundation or foundational fighting style when you think of Mortal Kombat. That, I mean, I give it a 1,001% endorsement. Uh, they brought back a bunch of characters I really like, including Cabal, uh, Noob Saibot, uh, Jade, I mean, this game is off the fucking hook. So if you actually like games, which is the first prerequisite, and you enjoy fighting games, which is the second, and in particular you enjoy Mortal Kombat, make MK11 something you definitely want to purchase in the future because it is fucking amazing. Like, no joke, straight up and down. I think it kicks serious ass. So... Currently, that's all I got right now. Uh, I mean, I would tell you about some of the books I'm reading, too. But, you know, I mean, I enjoy The Little Prince right now. I'm currently rereading The Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. If I pronounced that wrong, so be it. And it's a good book, man. It's real enjoyable. So, overall, I'm all right. I... Thank each and every person who actually listens to me. Uh, I will get way deeper into my Westworld thing soon. Uh, I leave the Game of Thrones type stuff to my man Axel and his posse over here at DVR Podcast. But so far I'm feeling it and the feeling I'm getting is shit's going to hit the fan. It's going to hit it real hard. I just don't know how soon. Uh, we'll see tonight, right? Well, by the time you hear this, the episode of Game of Thrones might already be on. But tonight's when the second one's playing, so that's why I just said what I said. Anyway, this the Thack Daddy. I appreciate each and every person who's been listening to me since I started doing this. The end of 2017, I think. I think. My memory's kind of, like, sad. So, yeah. I really appreciate everybody. And I'll get right back on the Westworld soon and if I see anything cool um, I'll be discussing it with all of you. Thank you for your time and I appreciate you so take care and until next time Fact Daddy aka Kirk out.